This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. The Where a couple fat guys talk Marvel. <laughs> chomp, chomp, chomp. Usually I do podcast from my basement. <laughs> you guys are losers. I like some of this UI stuff. I'm going to use it. No, Alexa, not you. Mute you. Sorry, I don't know that. Yeah, I know you don't know that. Mm-hmm. Go away. Um, yeah, I like some of this UI stuff. We just talked 10 minutes about nothing to do with Marvel. PHP. Woo! PHP Podcast. The PHP Podcast brought to you by WordPress.com. <laughs> Done by two guys who don't really care for PHP. No, hate PHP. I was doing Ruby uh, like five years ago. I got into it. Yeah, I love it. It's so good. And they were telling me at the time that like it was going to take over the world, like the whole internet would be just one big uh, Ruby application. Well, five years five years ago that was true. Now everything's uh, Node.js. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Node did catch on really fast. Yeah. Uh, oh man, welcome to the Ultimate Marvel Podcast, our last episode of 2017. And on the last episode, Martin Freddy and Nick Wetmore took over and hijacked the podcast. And Martin still hasn't left. He's just hanging around. <laughs> it's because I want to talk S.H.I.E.L.D., that's why. <laughs> All right. No, nobody Rodney. will talk S.H.I.E.L.D. with me. <laughs> well, Rodney won't talk S.H.I.E.L.D. with me either, so. <laughs> yeah, hey, what's up? Yeah. And I wouldn't say what episode it is, but I don't know because you removed the numbers. Yeah, I did. So I did. What episode is this? I mean, it's your podcast. You should know, right? It's like in the 30s. That's is I it? Know. Yeah. Probably close to that. Um, I'll, I'll add the episode number somewhere hidden. Yeah, you can see it's uh, 32. This is 32. 32. Episode 32. How you doing? I'm doing, How man. you doing? I'm doing. Uh-oh. I am doing. Reading some DC comics, actually. <laughs> is that what you came on here to talk about? <laughs> we're trying to keep this podcast classy well you know we took over <laughs> dc podcast i started talking marvel and then nick stopped me <laughs> it's like wrong now i'm on a marvel podcast and i want to talk dc <laughs> well you see we just did them all back to back to back right yeah we did them over like two or three weeks oh you did i yeah. thought you just sat down at once and did them all because this one was only like eight minutes well we were doing it so like we'd record our episode and then either before uh, or after, we just knock like two or three out. Gotcha. I gotcha. Well, so, man, it's two days left in this year. Is the, there's, is, a lot, there's a lot to talk about. I don't know if you, if you, if you saw the, uh, the, ma- the Christmas Day Massacre of Marvel Comics. What? Yeah, there's a bunch of titles that got canceled. Oh, right. Canceled! But, oh, they're always getting canceled. Though I mean, well, I, all right. So uh, briefly, let's talk about this because some of these I'm not surprised at all, uh, and some I, w- I kind of wish were still going on because they canceled Hawkeye, Gwenpool, Luke Cage, Iceman, Jean Grey, Gen X, and She-Hulk, and it's really sad. Dude. I know there's, there were like people in outrage on Twitter. What else is new? But uh, like She-Hulk is really good. Mm-hmm. She-Hulk is She-Hulk. really good. She-Hulk yeah. and, uh, and Black Bolt were two of my favorites before um, before Don and Cates came on. Oh, Black Bolt was one of them? No, Black Bolt wasn't canceled. Okay. But it's one of my favorite books that Marvel does. Mm. And it just that's the way it goes, man. I, I always know if, if I start reading something and really dig it, chances are it'll get canceled. <laughs> See, I, I kind of understand She-Hulk getting canceled because I thought it started strong and then just sort of trailed off. Kept getting more boring as I read each issue. Yeah, but you think the if they numbered the book, they would at least you know do it for another year. Oh, for the because of the legacy numbering. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when they do another She-Hulk, they'll just continue the numbering. Correct. I guess, but uh, would are they going to do another She-Hulk? I doubt it. At some point. I doubt it. Eventually, they will. 
I doubt it. I think they're just going to bring uh, Banner back and yeah. just do the Hulk book. Well, I think uh, Thor is getting, not canceled, but I think she's going to get killed off too. Yeah, I'm not surprised about that. And that's fine. I think I think uh, with the Thor book, it's a little different though. Because uh, you've always had like a bunch of different Thors. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a bunch of Hulks, but they haven't like been the main character of the story. Been the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think out of all of them, Banner is the best Hulk. Yeah. Um, Cho being my least favorite. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but maybe they're trying to undo some of the s- s- diversity stuff they did that's not working. Yeah, I saw something about that. Apparently, Bendis was one of the big proponents of the uh, diversity stuff. And now that he's going to DC, they're getting rid of some of that stuff. They're like, the heck with diversity. They're like, this guy left, we're done. (laughs) We're going back to all white characters. All white guys. (laughs) All middle-aged white guys. All middle-aged white guys. (laughs) Uh, Which is too bad. I mean, I understand, but I don't know. Like the the diversity thing doesn't bother me one way or the other. I yeah. just I think I think it it ultimately comes down to storytelling, right? Sure. So for me, obviously I'm a big DC guy. I think what what they do with Rebirth is really interesting. And it's the same characters that they've always had. Right. And Marvel try to do new stuff with different versions of the same character and that didn't work out, so they're going back to tried and true and that, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, well, fans are fans are going to complain either way. It's sort of like a catch twenty two because people want people want more diversity, but then but they also want the same characters. So, you know, people are are, are a sucker for like nostalgia. Sure. Well, and you can't force it. I think that's where Marvel went wrong is that they forced some of the stuff on people um, yeah. instead of letting it just build naturally. And it was like too much at once. Yeah, like, don't yeah, throw a true. bunch of kids and and female characters and and all at me all at once. Like, just kind of sneak them in here and there. Yep. Uh, yeah. Or just let Donny Cates write everything, and then you can do whatever you want. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> now you're talking. No, I think uh, you know what the problem is. Um, so I understand the 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 want for people to want uh, more diversity in their characters. But you can introduce brand new characters and do it that way. Uh, the problem is, like, nobody wants to create new stuff for Marvel. Because why would you bring a new character in when you just go do your own book and, yeah. you know, make all the money yourself instead of letting Marvel make it for you? So mm-hmm. I think that's Is that not issue. a DC problem as well, though? Um. It doesn't seem to be. Do they have new stuff as coming? Bad. Out? Yeah, they've got new characters coming out. Um, like now they're pushing Signal, which is like the daytime Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been around for a while. He was he was Robin. It's a young African American kid. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I like that character, but a lot of people have issues with it. So I don't know. You just you just can't force it, man. You gotta let it develop naturally. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But you know, don't push it. That's all. Well, you know, it's also sort of like when you have thousands of characters already. It's like, man, do we need another character? It's like you're you're not doing this because the universe needs more characters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if Valiant, when Valiant is creating new characters, you can you get it. You're like, okay, let's. They need something new, so it's not the same five guys in every story, right? Yeah. Um, Marvel has so many people that it's like you're you're not doing this for any other reason but to satisfy the uh, people out there saying you're too white or you're too Mm -hmm. old or whatever. Yep. It has nothing to do with the story. No, I get it. I get it. It just it it doesn't work out. Doesn't work out. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I found it interesting. I don't know if you saw that they're doing this. It's not creator-owned per se, um, but like you, you mentioned, Valiant. Valiant was doing it with Amazon a couple years ago, and I can't remember what the name of the thing was. Um, but Valiant had a deal with Amazon where you could do like creator-owned stories based on their characters, and they had rules of what you could and could not do. 
Um, and I think uh, based I think on few, existing characters. Yeah, based on existing characters, you can publish it through Amazon as like an ebook for like whatever a buck or two. Okay. Uh, and make money off of it. So the um, stories are original, but not the characters. But not the characters, right? Okay. And I don't think I don't think you create new characters either. I, I can't remember all the rules, but Marvel's doing that now also, and I don't think it's through Amazon directly. I think they're doing it through their own app. Yeah. Um, but we can create your own story based on Marvel characters, but there's so many like rules. It almost doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I don't know if they're doing it maybe to get some fresh talent in cause they need it. Right. Like, uh, I think a lot of the people they have writing at Marvel are f- fairly new to mainstream comics. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them have right. been doing indie stuff, but they're all new to mainstream comics. Uh, but, but you know, it's probably like less than 10 people that I recognize. Mm-hmm. Whereas back in the day, like you used to know like everybody that was working on a Marvel book or a DC book. Yeah. And uh, that's not the case anymore. So maybe they're trying to find new talent that way. Cause DC is really good about it. They do like the, uh, the talent showcase. They do uh, like writing seminars and whatever. Um, I think they have like a, a yearly competition. Yeah. For, like new writers to get on board and Marvel has nothing like that. So mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting, but the rules are ridiculous. Like it's like no guns, no graphic violence. Um, so like you know you can't do a Punisher story because huh. there's that. Right. Um, what else was it? Like you can't have sensationalist stuff. So like no aliens or like uh, chupacabras or whatever the hell you know. Yeah. Stuff like that, and that doesn't make sense either because I know for you what you really like about Marvel is the, the cosmic stuff. And how, I mean, how can you do a creator own story with those characters? Like let's say well, you want a warlock seems... story with no aliens. Yeah. What? Right. Well, it seems a little bit weird to do a creator thing and, but not without owning the characters. Cause isn't that really what creators want is to be able to, uh, like that's like uh, Jim Starlin's whole thing right now is he's, he's sort of, you know, uh, upset because of how he's been treated with some things with with Thanos stories he's wanted to do, which makes sense because it's a it's a character he created and that he feels sort of like that's my baby. I want it done right. I want it done the way according to my vision. Um, so I don't know. It's weird to, to talk about creator own without it being character based for me. And I, th- I think the Starling thing is interesting too. Um, because I've seen creators on Twitter post about like the checks they get from DC when a DC movie comes out, and it's like a thousand percent more than they get for anything from the Marvel movies. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Even when those characters are more prominent, right? Um, I can't remember. Yeah, there was he's, he's, there was Starlin said that. I think it was was it Starlin? Yeah, one of the movies where they borrowed something that he did, and I don't even know what it was. Uh, but he got. He said he got a bigger check from that little minute thing than he ever got from Marvel. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's it. It was Starlin then, and I, I can't remember what the Suicide character Squad was. Suicide Squad, maybe. It, yeah, it was somebody in Suicide Squad that appeared for like five seconds. Um, and and that's just that's just sad, man. And I I get it, but at the same time, like, if you have this talent that's been with you for so many years. Why, like, kill that relationship? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it either. I mean, I hope he's getting compensated for Infinity War. Um, and I, I, I have to think he is because he saw, he saw they, he, they did a showing and he was invited to it and he was raving about it. Hmm. And considering the turmoil him and Marvel have had, I have a hard time believing he would do that just out of the kindness of his heart. Yeah, because their relationship isn't that isn't that great, um, sure. but I don't know. It's just speculation. Yeah, poor Starlin. I wonder what the uh, the whole story is behind that. So, so what do you think about the the stuff that the recent stuff with him that he came out saying he wants to he's going to part ways with Marvel over because he wanted to do this Thanos book that Donny Cates is doing right now. And he also wanted to do it when they first assigned it to Jeff Lemire. Um, 
and it's pretty obvious that Marvel was like, okay, we just we want something young. We don't want Starlin doing this because let's be honest, he's not he's not the same guy he was, you know, twenty years ago as far as a writer. Right. Um, I have the trilogy stuff he did with Warlock and Thanos like this year and last year, and it's it's okay, but it's it's just it's not great. Um, so, anyways, I know why they don't want Starlin writing it. But then there came out, he was upset. It sounded like because they wound up doing the story he pitched anyways. Yes. But then he came out and was like, but I, that him and, uh, how, I don't remember how he worded it, but it was something about him and Donny Cates were cool because he didn't think Donny Cates stole his idea. It was just sort of happened that way. Yeah, he's... Well, he, I think the way that he intended to say it was that it was uh, Brevoort that stole the idea from Starlin and kind of influenced Donnie to write that book in that in a similar story. Because um, Starlin's book's still coming out. It's three graphic novels, but right. the, I think the first one's released in a couple months. I, don't, I, I know you and I talked about it. I can't remember. March, maybe? Yeah. Um, the, the first one's coming out. But there were three planned, and I don't think the other ones are going to be coming out anymore. But yeah, but I think that's just a continuation of like the three he did over the last couple of years. Oh, okay, I got you. I got uh, you. I got it right here in front of me. The Infinity Revelation, the Infinity Relativity, and the Infinity Finale. And then I think he has three more. And, but, and they were uh, hardcovers. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. It just wasn't, I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't that great. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, but this uh, Thanos book is awesome. Like, it is. I, I have a hard time, and I, I really am totally just speculating, so I don't, I don't know this at all. But it, I read this, and I'm like, okay, I can tell Donny Cates is, is writing this because he's such a good writer. He's very creative. He does things. He just writes things in ways that you're not used to, and it's mm-hmm. super interesting. Um, yep. whereas everything I read by Starlin, it's like, okay, I've read like a million, I read this a million times in the nineties already. I don't need to read it anymore. Yep. Um, so I have a hard time believing that's the story that was pitched, but who knows? Yeah. It seems a little much for Starlin. Um, I don't know. And I don't want to hate on him. I, I'm, I'm ragging on Starlin and he's like the guy who got me into comics. So <laughs> I shouldn't be doing that, but. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not hating on him either. Uh, I think he's great. I mean, I, I've talked to people in the industry that have read recent Starlin stories, and they're not what they used to be. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would think that's to be expected, right? I think after a certain point, like you just get to a level where maybe you want to try new things that mm-hmm. people aren't comfortable with. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's he's not as good, or if his style just doesn't fit what's going on now. Yeah, I think that makes more sense. Because I like I love the uh, who was it? Mike Myers, I think, was tweeting about he was reading Infinity Watch for the first time. Yep, and he loved it. Yep, and I and I love that story too. It's one of my all time favorites. But if it was coming out right now, I can't imagine it doing as well as it did back then. No, you're right. I think that's true for most of the cosmic stuff because the yeah. cosmic doesn't do that well anymore. Yeah, that needs to change. Yeah. He does have a he does have a story coming out in that aftershock anthology book. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Starlin's got one. Neil Gaiman's got one. So obviously he's still writing some kind of kooky stuff. Right. Well, they just need to sign him at DC. Well, you know, there's that. There's there's plenty of places he could go. He doesn't need to be at the big two either. Yeah. So, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I'm sure if he pitched to, like, Black Mask or Alterno or whatever, Vault or somebody, they would publish him. Yeah. <coughs> so what were your, the year, since the year's ending in two days, 30, 30, two and a half days, what were you, and I don't even know how much Marvel's, did you read a lot of Marvel comics this year? Uh, just recently. More recently? Yeah. So I wanted to know what you thought were your the top comics of the year, at least of the ones you read. 
That's easy. Black Bolt number one. I don't. I mean the the titles, not the specific issues. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Black, Black Bolt is my top. Oh come on. You can't start with Black Bolt. Why? I mean, it was good, but it wasn't. Oh, you're crazy! Black Bolt. Black Bolt is the best book that Marvel does. <laughs> Better than Kate's. Yep. Oh my goodness! How could you? Black Bolt at number one. Um, let's see. It's it's still too early, man. But uh, Donny Cates' Doctor Strange is probably number two. Okay. Uh, number three. I have to think about that. Maybe X Men Blue. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I forgot about that when I was thinking about this, but I liked it. But I would not. I didn't have it that high. Okay, so what are your tops? So, but you're a big X Men guy. I do like the X Men, or at least historically, you are. Yeah. And I'm not. I, I don't know why. I just never connected with X Men. But I love Donny Cates Thanos, and and I'm that's sort of my character though. So maybe that's why yeah. I liked it more. But see, I don't. I I don't want to put it there because there's only been what like right. an, one, two, two issues. I think the the second one he did just came out. Yeah. Um, and the stuff that Lemire was doing is is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's definitely like my top five Marvel stuff. Yeah. Well, okay. So I had Daredevil in my top three, not because I'm enjoying reading it the most right now, but because of what you said, because it's been consistently good for so long. For yeah. longer than a year, um, Charles Soule's been writing that, and I think I don't remember if you liked it or not. But me and Ronnie both agreed that's been one of Marvel's best books. Yeah, I liked Some, it. Somebody didn't like it. I, I mean, if you if you want to go consistency, then you've got to throw Thor in there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I have that one a little lower, but it but Jason Aaron's solid. He, yeah, and he, he's been doing that book for how many years now? Like four Long, years, maybe. Yeah, five longer years. than uh, he might be. That might he might be longer in, in that character than anybody else there is. Mm-hmm. I would say Dan Slott writing Spider Man, but that's over as well. But I is that over? Yeah. That's, oh, he, yeah. He's about to get off the book, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, huh. Which Ronnie wasn't happy about, but yeah, I don't like Dan Slott, so I was like, eh, farewell. See, I don't. I don't like the uh, the book. The only time I read it is when they do the crossovers. Mm-hmm. So I really like like Spider Verse and all that stuff. Did you? Yeah, he's but leaving the, Amazing the, Spider-Man. Okay, yeah. and I think he's also doing the uh, the Miles Morales Spider-Man book. Um, I think that's Dan Slott. I, I'm behind on it, which I actually liked it more than Amazing. Yeah, I'm right. not really, so I couldn't tell you. So here's my my top. I'll give you my top five. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. In no particular order, because that's hard. Sure. But Thanos, Doctor Strange, Daredevil, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Ooh. Old Man Logan. Huh. Okay. So so I haven't read Old Man Logan since uh, Lemire left. Oh. I haven't either. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. I read it. I read a couple issues, and I was like, it was it was okay. It just it wasn't something I was really that excited about keeping up gotcha. with. So, gotcha. I'm, I'm way behind on it as well. But uh, I'm saying that because of the Lemire part. Sure. I almost said Moon Knight, but I liked old, his old man Logan a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's um, cool. I can get behind that. And I guess I'm the only person that's enjoying Gardens of the Galaxy. Uh, Jerry Dugan. Well, Nick's reading it. He likes it. Did he like it, though? I thought he did. He he's got he was, to. He's oh, on, he like, he volume was, three. It, no, he said he was going to read it. Oh. oh he, no, he's reading something. He's reading the, uh, not the current run. He's reading something. I don't remember what it is. Something older. Oh, yeah. He's reading the Bendis stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not bad, I guess. Uh, but Dugan's bringing back Warlock. So what happened with that was everybody thought he got can- his book got canceled. 
uh-huh. uh, because Guardians of the Galaxy is ending. But what really happened was he pitched this idea to Marvel that involved the return of Adam Warlock and mm. this whole Infinity Countdown story. Yeah. Um, and that was going to be that arc of like 150 plus for Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. But they really liked it, so they, you know, like Marvel always does, they said, hey, let's just do this in a new book and, like, market the crap out of it. Sort of like a mini-event thing. Yeah, that's so cool. That's why that's ending, actually. But I'm pumped about that because we get Warlock, Infinity Stones, and that's my mecca of comics. <laughs> so the... Uh I guess that's what you're most excited about. The one that I'm most excited about, I don't know if you saw it, is uh, Midnight Suns. Have you seen this? I don't think so. All right, so Greg Smallwood was putting some pictures up on Twitter. Um, he was doing the, the last Moon Knight book, not the current one. Okay. Uh, the previous one that Lemire was doing. And apparently he's going to be doing Midnight Suns next year. I'm not sure who's writing it. I didn't check. But it's, uh, it's Blade, Hannibal King... Damien Hellstrom, Johnny Blaze, Jennifer Kale, Punisher, Moon Knight, and Doctor Strange. Wow. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it looks freaking awesome. And who did you say is writing it? I don't know who's writing it. Greg Smallwood is the artist. I just pulled it up. See that? You got, you got, man. I don't want it to be another like gimmicky Marvel thing, though. Because they like to come up with these cool ideas, but then they don't land the story. And it just yeah. turns into a gimmick. But you're right. This does look really awesome. It does look awesome. And it better be some like crazy magic dark <laughs> crap. You know what I'm saying? Like with these characters, you have to. Yeah. Who is this? So Doctor Strange, Moon Knight, Punisher. Uh, Blade, Hannibal oh, yeah. King, Hellstrom, Johnny Blaze, yeah. Jennifer Kale, Punisher, Moon Knight, Doctor Strange. Cool. Yeah, it looks awesome. Something to look forward to in 2018. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, though, right? Because uh, the way that they're handling the Doctor Strange book, it it's almost like, I don't want to say a team book, but kind of, it could be that, you know what I'm saying? Do you think it'll cross over with what Donny Cates is doing? I thought Donny Cates was doing like a, a magic event next year. Maybe this so is maybe. It. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> See, I'm wondering how Thanos will, t- if it'll tie in at all with the uh, Infinity stuff. It mm, probably, yeah. probably won't, but... It always bothers me, though, when you have... And I know they... <sighs> Marvel and DC both do this all the time, but I, I don't like it when there's one person writing a character in one story and then parallel to it somebody else is writing the same character and there's mm-hmm. no connectivity at all mm. you know what I mean I don't know yeah, why yeah, that, yeah. That, that bugs me I don't know if you need that all the time but yeah I see what you're saying so hey hey one two three four Marvel movies came out in 2017 god that many does that seem like a lot it seems like that's, seems that's like too many Seems like it's been more. That's like three too many. <laughs> you want you're for one a year? Yes. Well, I'd, they, be, I'd be good, with, dude. That's what they're doing with Star Wars, and people are getting like, well, not everybody, but there's people getting Star Wars out. Was it Rogue One this year? Uh, Rogue One was last year. This year's oh. Episode Eight. Huh. Or Episode, yeah, Episode Eight. I thought it was this year. No, no. Rogue One was last year. Rogue One was not the best. Mm. Not the best. I haven't seen the new one yet. Well. All right, so, so wait. So what are the movies? Run this by me. Okay. Logan. Awesome. Ragnarok. I haven't seen it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Homecoming. I haven't seen it. You didn't see it. Spider-Man? Nope. Um, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Mm, I, I saw, saw that. that, yeah, a couple times. And I would say I have the total opposite order for these than other people. Probably anybody else does. 
Suckers. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess you're gonna put Homecoming at the top. Wrong. Wow, really? Okay. All right, tell me your order. Uh, Logan. We did a Logan episode. You were on there. You and Daryl. Logan's the best. And it wasn't even an MCU movie. Correct. Logan might be uh, for sure top five all time comic book movies. Hmm. For you? For me. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's yep. pretty high up there. I hadn't thought about that. Yep. It was great, though. It was fantastic, yeah. And then my second is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And people don't like that. I mean, well, I, I should say they don't like it. It did really well. But um, a lot of people, I guess, rip on it for being too silly. It is um, silly. It is silly, man. But I, it's on Netflix right now. So yep. I watched it like three times in the last month. And my wife is sick of it. But it's fun to watch. Like, you could just yeah. turn it on at any place in the movie and just have fun. So, so I don't want to get too deep into this because I don't want you to think that I like the crap on Marvel movies. Um, <laughs> but, but Guardians is the reason I haven't watched Ragnarok. Um, because it seems like they, they're just kind of fun movies to watch. And so that doesn't give me any reason to go watch them. Yeah. Like, I'm totally okay waiting for them to be on Netflix or wherever else. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Whereas something hard-hitting like Logan, right. I do feel like I need to go see it because it feels like it's something special. Yeah. Uh, it's not formulaic. Yeah. No, I get that. Totally get that. Yeah. Are you going to see Infinity War? Does uh, that feel pro- heavy, heavy hitting for you? Pro- you? I don't know if I want to see it in theaters, man. Here's, here's the thing. Um, the stuff that I've seen hasn't impressed me. It just seems like more of the just fun stuff. Um, but I think a lot of that will depend on Black Panther for me, because I will be go- I will be seeing Black Panther in theaters. Black Panther cannot be silly. Exactly. Exactly. So it seems like Black Panther is going to be a big part of Infinity War, and depending on how I feel about Black Panther when I go see it, yeah. is whether I'll be seeing uh, Infinity War in theaters. But from what I'm seeing before the movie comes out, and the I'm trailer okay you're with- talking about. Yeah, the trailer. See, I, I don't, I don't get that because Martin or uh, Ronnie said the same thing, but the only thing funny I saw in the trailer was the scene where Thor and the Guardians meet up, and they had a little, I don't know, it, it wasn't even, it wasn't that funny, but the rest of it was all like Thanos crushing skulls and ripping stones out of people's foreheads and battle scenes. It, it looked heavy to me. I don't know, man. We'll see. I don't think there was I'm, a I'm not single joke. You. I'm not convinced. It just seems like there's way too much happening on the screen. Yeah, there is. And, and, and there's not going to be a lot of focus on anybody. Right. And I don't, I don't like that from my movies. Hmm. You know, uh, big ensemble cast movies are hard to do. And I think very few do them well. And in particular, with superhero movies, I think even fewer do it well. Um, I think really the only exception for me is uh, Civil War, or not with Civil War, uh, Winter Soldier, um, because even though the focus was Cap and, and Bucky, mm-hmm. there were a lot of people in that movie. Yeah. But then once you got the Civil War, it, like it wasn't as good. Like Civil War was tons of fun. I really dug it. I enjoyed the movie, but there was too many people there. Yeah. I loved that. That was my favorite fight scene though, when they had everybody together at the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, I thought after that when it was just uh, Tony and and Cap fighting, it sort of lost a little bit for me. Yep. But I know what you mean because they can't do they, you can't have that goofy fight scene in Infinity War when sure. Thanos is showing up and the Black Order. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. But if if it's like if it's they just it can't be it can't be silly. I mean, I feel like they've already they've sort of been there, done that. Mm-hmm. With the comic comedy stuff, um, that this has to be different, but we'll see. Well, and, and then the fact that it was supposed to be two movies, and now it's one movie that's also concerning. So there's still two. Is there still two? They so I don't know. I don't. Here's what I think. Connecting the dots, what I think's happening. I think the first movie is going to be more about the Black Order, and mm-hmm. by the Black Order, I mean not Thanos. Yeah. Um, it's going to be, I think they're showing a lot of Thanos to sort of 
misdirect people. Um, and I think he will be the big bad when it's all said and done. But I think during the movie, we're going to see a lot of uh, Corvus Glaive, Ebony Maul. And actually in the trailer, it's hard to tell because they only show Thanos' face. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those scenes, like when uh, the stones get ripped out of um, Vision's head, mm-hmm. that's not Thanos. It's Corvus Glaive with his right. staff. Um, I think it's going to be about them, and I think it's going to be about Gamora and Nebula, this the whole family dynamic, um, sort of setting the stage. And I don't. I, and I think in the second movie, we're going to get the actual Infinity Gauntlet story. Okay, Thanos. if it's. If it's a Black Order movie, I'm in. But what I'm seeing in the trailer, it doesn't seem to me that way. So I, I don't know. I'm, like that's not the final trailer, right? Because they're gonna have they're gonna have a trailer oh, oh, like a month sure. before the movie comes out. I'm sure. So so I'll wait to see what the final trailer is. Yeah. Before I make a decision, because you're right. If it's a Black Order, like that's gonna be awesome. Well, and here's but, the here's the other thing. Um, what's the, uh, the actress that plays uh, Gamora? I don't remember her name. Yeah, the girl from what's her name? Zoe Saldana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they were interviewing her about when she was filming this, the next one, not Infinity mm-hmm. War, but the next movie, and she accidentally called it Infinity Gauntlet. She said, "Well, when we're back and filming Infinity Gauntlet, but it sort of slipped out." Mm. And Marvel tried to cover that up, say, "Oh, no, 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 we're not doing Infinity Gauntlet." Blah blah blah. Whatever. <laughs> we know this story has been leading to Infinity Gauntlet. I think. That's another reason I think that movie is going to be Infinity Gauntlet, and this is just going to be a precursor to that because I don't, I think it's too much to have all these characters introduce all of them, um, and get the whole Infinity Gauntlet where you know Thanos falls in love with Death and destroys half the universe. I don't think they can do that in this movie. It just mm. seems like too much, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be. Some, some some sort of preliminary story. I hope so. I'd be down with that. Uh, and we know the Black Order's cast, so it's like, man, if it's if Thanos is on the screen all the time, what are they going to be doing? Just like goofing off in the background? I mean, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Oh, but Ragnarok was actually my last in the order in the pecking chart. Yeah. For the very reason you said, it was it was very silly. <laughs> and we did a whole episode on it, and that was my issue. I felt like they, I don't know, it just, I don't like, it was good. It was very entertaining, and it was a lot of fun, but mm-hmm. Thor is just not a silly character to me. Sure. And there's so many great comic stories in that movie um, that they so they just, they sped through. Uh, the Ragnarok stuff, the Planet Hulk stuff, um... Even like, uh, oh, and another thing. I was watching um, one of the times we were watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I don't know if you remember at the end when they're fighting uh, Ego. That, in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, it got really, like, they cut out the jokes. James Gunn knew when to lay off, even though the whole movie was pretty funny. There mm-hmm. was like a good maybe 30-minute span when they're fighting Ego, and then they had the whole scene where... Um, Yandu dies, and he says that line about, I wasn't your father, but I'm your daddy, or whatever. Sure, Where yeah. the whole movie got really emotional. You know what I mean? Yep. Ragnarok never does that. It's mm. like they can't, even the serious moments, it's like they immediately break it with a joke. And I'm like, even Guardians of the Galaxy, one of the most comedy-filled Marvel movies to date, knew when to do that. Um... So, anyways, that's why I put Ragnarok last. But people, no, that it. makes sense. Yeah, and, and that's fine. I'll watch it whenever it's streaming. Yeah, I'm in no rush whatsoever. Same with Homecoming. Matter of fact, I was going to rent Homecoming um, over Christmas break because they had a sale somewhere, like 99 cent rentals, and I just I was like, meh. I'm all right. I'll wait. I don't feel like watching it right now. Yeah, it's good. It's very Peter Parkerish. Hmm. That's cool. And Spider-Man's Spider-Man's funny, but he's his character's supposed to be funny, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but it's not as as silly as Ragnarok is. Right. Uh hmm. so, let's do TV shows now. The best Marvel TV shows of 2017. 
there's one, two, three, four, five, six of those. Six? That's All right. Lot. Let me think about this. So you've got Shield, Runaways, oh, The there's Gifted. Seven. All I right. didn't even Sh- put Shield on there. What? I know. All right. Shield, seven. Runaways, The Gifted. Yep. Uh, Defenders, Punisher. I think Defenders. Right. Was Defenders this year or last year? That was this year. Iron Fist was last year, I think. What what am I missing? Um, so I think you got them all. Legion. Oh, Legion, yeah. Uh, did you say? Oh, Inhumans. Oh yes. No wonder <laughs> I forgot about that one. Did you finish that one? Inhumans. Yeah. Barely. Hmm. Man, you were so gun ho about it. Well, I, I liked the first episode. I was like, oh, this has potential. It's something different. I like seeing the royal family, even though it was a little bit, you know, quirky. Mm-hmm. But it just got so boring. Yeah. And, like, it never went anywhere. I don't even remember what happened. I don't think anything I, uh, happened that I you ne- didn't know I never was going to happen. It. Yeah, I never finished it. Yeah. I still have to watch the last two episodes. Um, and I, I probably won't be watching it. Well, you know what? Now that I'm caught up on every TV show, I maybe I'll catch up. Yeah, if you're bored, but, if you need something to help you sleep one night. Yeah, well, I, I started watching Battlestar Galactica again, so oh, m- and maybe not. <laughs> um, all right, so so Inhumans is at the bottom of the list for, for sure. sure. And you, I, you can probably guess what's at the this next right above that second Defenders? Oh, no. No? I no. forgot the rest of the shows. <laughs> um, Iron Fist. Oh, Iron Fist, yeah. Okay. Did you like it? I, I liked it. Did you? Uh, yeah, I think... Did I like it more than Defenders, though? I don't know. I think both of those were kind of weak for me. Hmm. I'm, a, I'm a Jessica Jones person. Yeah. So they, they, that, that's that's at the top of the list for me. They were both weak for me, too, but I, I thought just Defenders was a little better. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Um, I know at the top of my list, it's Runaways, for sure. I got that second. Hmm. So what's your first, Shield? Yeah. You know that was out! Hmm? I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I, I put it in a... It's so good, I put it in, like, a different category. Oh, oh. Instant classics, gotcha. <laughs> uh, no, Runaways is number one for me. Number two is The Gifted. Number three is Shield. It's close, close enough to mine. Except if I took Punisher out of my top, it would be Shield, Runaways, The Gifted. But I have The Punisher as number three, and Runaways as number two. See, number one. Dude, I'm gonna have to like restart Punisher because everybody that I talk to tells me I'm crazy for saying that it's boring. <laughs> Uh, so I must be wrong. But you like Jessica Jones? I thought it was oh, God, boring at times. Oh, you're crazy. I think all of these, all of the Netflix shows have the same sort of pacing problems. Yeah. Where they're just dark and ominous, and if somebody's butt's not getting kicked, it's dragging. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think they all sort of have that. Uh the Punisher. So the Punisher didn't seem any more less boring than, you know, Daredevil or Jessica Jones to me. Mm. See, I thought Jessica Jones was really slow at the through the first like half, and then it picked up a lot in the second half. I enjoyed the whole thing. I'm just I'm 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 stuck on the Punisher, and I just can't force myself to keep going. You didn't finish it? No, no. I did the first six episodes. What is there eight? Sure. I think. I have no idea. Eight or ten, yeah. Um, so, and I, I just don't feel inclined to go back and watch the rest of it. And maybe it's one of those things where, like, I have to sit and just pay, give it 100% attention. Um, but the way that I've been watching it, I just can't do that. Did you binge the six? No. Were you having a bad that, week? That's. <laughs> Were you fighting with your wife? No. That's the thing, right? So, like, usually all these shows, I'll watch, like, the first three or four episodes back-to-back, and then I'll finish the season, like, the next day or a couple of days later. 
Punisher, dude, like it's it took me like two weeks to get to episode six, maybe longer, it might be three weeks. Hmm. Uh, and I just I just can't. It's just so yeah. slow. It feels like almost like a chore to watch it. Um, I'm I'm having no fun watching it. How about that? Huh? Yeah, I can't. Ex- it's like one of those. It's like the. Uh, it's like Stonehenge. It's just it can't be explained. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it was aliens. I I mean I loved. It. I felt like it was what the. It, I mean, it's hard to imagine the Punisher on screen, but like they nailed it for me. Like he he was perfect. He had just enough humanity in him. But I mean, he was. It was a lot of gun porn. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of blood. It was him doing what he does and just like taking out anybody who gets in his way. Um. And it, and it wasn't. It was a. There was a. There's a lot of action. Yeah. Like I don't. It, it wasn't boring for me. I don't know. I'm just not feeling it, man. And uh, I remember you. And Nick talking to, maybe it was you and Paul, talking about being uh, desensitized by yeah, so much me. violence. Yep. So I thought it would be up your alley because of that. Yeah, it's, I don't, it's just not hitting me, man. Huh. I prefer the Punisher comics. Yeah. See, I'm not big on the comics. Yeah, I like if, the comics. What if this was a, uh, like a bloodshot show? Do you think he would have liked it more? Nope. No? Nope. Still too boring. You like Happy though, right? That's pretty gorgeous. Oh, I love Happy, but that's not Marvel. We can't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Happy. Happy's really good. Um, it has a lot of that sort of gun porn in it. It does, but not not but, not the but with a little bit more demented. Well, it does it. It does it. it really well. Like everything. There's nothing that ever happens in Happy. That doesn't hold my interest. Like even when they do the exposition scenes, yeah, it's interesting to me. Whereas when they do the exposition in Punisher, I'm just like, okay, let's just let get back to shooting somebody. You know? <laughs> um, did, did you like Daredevil season two? Uh, yes, I did. Did you like? And it? And, and he was the best part of that. Yeah. But see, I'm also a little weird with Daredevil because a lot of people love Daredevil and Daredevil's not my favorite. I almost didn't even watch the first season because I hated it so much. Because you don't like the character? I just, it was super boring until Kingpin showed up. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that was the only other uh, Marvel Netflix show I haven't binged everything back to back. Or like, you know, within a couple days. See, when I watched Daredevil the first season... I think I, I liked it a little bit more than I would if it came out now, just because it was so, I just like, I have never seen anything like that on TV. I never mm-hmm. sat down and watch a Marvel or, or superhero TV show and it'd be that like R-rated and, and hardcore, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, this is great. Um, but it, I mean, again, like all these shows kind of drag at times for me. Sure, sure. Um, um, yeah, and I think uh, I think the gifted started to suffer a little bit of that for me, uh, even though it's still my top three. Because have you are you caught up on that? Yeah, I am. Okay, so so you watched through the finale. Oh, I might have one left. Oh, they, they had the dude, finale. That finale. Woo. It's good. Woo-hoo. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. When Matter did it fact, come out? One, like this one, week, the, the last couple of days? Uh, two weeks ago, I think. Oh, I must have watched it. it. It's when they go to break out the mutants from uh, Trask Industries. And the parking garage? They, Oh, man. Dude, no. If, if you don't remember, you didn't watch it. <sighs> yeah. Because the way that it ends, I said, holy crap, I need to podcast about this. You know what I think I did? And, and I don't care if you spoil it, by the way. Um, but... I think I sometimes I'll do this with I'll start watching it and if it's really late I'll get sleepy and then mm-hmm. I'll say I'm going to watch the rest later. But I have View PlayStation View is what I watch shows oh, okay. on, what TV yeah. on, and it doesn't tell you. Once you watch it, it like falls off your new list, so I forget mm-hmm. to go back to it sometimes. That's and I bet that's what happened. But, well, but go ahead, you can spoil it. I don't. I, don't, I really couldn't care less. I mean, I'm not going to spoil the episode, but 
there's a character introduced in the last couple episodes who's a telepath. Right. Um, the, the blonde girl. I can't remember her name. And uh, it turns out that she kind of infiltrated the underground to get some of her people out of Trask Industries. And as we learn some of her backstory, you, you still think she's a good person until you start seeing what she's doing, where she sets up like this whole plan right. that ultimately leads them to go to Trask. And when she goes to, when they go to break out these mutants, um, the Sentinel services are getting the mutants out of Trask. And she uh, knocks Eclipse out with her powers because she's not just a telepath. She's got like mind control and telekinesis and all that other stuff. Yeah. Um, the mutants get broken out of the van. She's like mind controlling all the cops. So they're just like shooting each other and killing each other. All the mutants come out of the van that Sentinel Service is going to use to get them out. And these two girls come out who look exactly like her. Mm-hmm. And they, the three of them start talking in unison. And they don't they don't name them in the in the show, but I always have subtitles on. Yeah, because there's always like stuff happening in the background that you don't get from the audio. Um, and in the subtitles they na- they have like the name of the character and whatever the line is. And when the three girls talk, it's they're called the Frost Triplets. Huh. Um, which of course Emma Frost is my favorite mutant of all time. Uh, so that got me a little bit, but of course, uh, to me, it was an obvious illusion that these are the stepfoot cuckoos. Right. Um, and based on all the stuff, like they even name dropped the Hellfire Club in one of the episodes towards the end. Uh, it seems pretty obvious to me that like the stepfoot cuckoos are here, and mm-hmm. Frost is going to be coming in. Like, this is going to be my show going forward. <laughs> so it just it got me really excited when I saw the uh, the stepfoot cuckoos there. Yeah. Huh. But but there were a couple episodes like in the middle of the season that were kind of crappy, right? Like they went really CW with the romance, right? Uh, between that one girl and the uh, mutant back in Mega. Yeah, Williams. I knew that was going to happen though as soon as I saw the cast. Yeah, but that only lasted like an episode and a half because then right. they shipped them off. I guess they wanted to write that into the show, and they're like, "Nah, this makes the show really bad," which it did. Yeah. Um, so other than those two episodes, I think. It was a really strong show, really first. I mean, it, it totally looks like a CW um, cast. Sure. Oh yeah, everyone's beautiful. <laughs> Everybody's young and beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I don't. I, you know what? I mean, it's hard for me to pinpoint why I don't have it higher, but something about like I, I love watching it. It's really interesting and it's a lot of good action. And but it just doesn't seem relevant to me. Like if if I forgot something that happened in Gifted, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Whereas I know exactly what's going on in Shield, and I remember exactly what's going on in Runaways. Do uh, you know exactly what's going on in Shield? Because I don't think anybody knows what's going on in Shield. Well, I don't mean I, I know where it, the show's going, oh, okay. but I don't have trouble uh, comprehending and and you know remembering what's going on. Yeah, I got. See, you. like with comics, it's that way too. Like I know if I like something, if I love a story, I don't. It sticks in my my head. Mm-hmm. But there's other things I'll read, and then when the next one comes out, I'm like, "What was the first one about?" Or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it wasn't, it didn't leave a mark. Um, yep. The gifted has a little bit of that for me, even though I really enjoy watching it. That's fair. Um, That's fair. So let's let's talk about Shield. Okay. I know I've told you this privately, but this is the first season of Shield that I've thoroughly enjoyed. And of course, going back to my early comment about She-Hulk, of course it would be because the show's getting canceled. <laughs> Shield's not getting canceled. Uh, from what I hear, this is the last season. And that's why they kind of felt they could go in this really weird direction. Because, uh, like, what are they going to do? Cancel them again? <laughs> I thought they, last I heard, they were refusing to let it be canceled even though abc wanted to give it the axe like yes, disney was sort of uh that was before these disney bought um fox the war that i got after the acquisition is that shield is done after the season of course they could keep it going on whatever network they want to oh dude if they're gonna do that streaming service they could just bring it back to their own streaming service yeah 
Right, so maybe it's just the last, maybe it's the last season on ABC. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and maybe Disney just kind of pissed off because Inhumans was a hot pile of garbage. Um, and the only reason that S.H.I.E.L.D.'s still on TV is because Disney is making ABC do it. You know, maybe they're just pissed at him and they're like, eh, screw you guys. Last season and then we'll, we'll take it to our Disney streaming service. Yeah. Disney Unlimited. Yeah. Disney XD. <laughs> oh, I think they just roll it into Hulu. That's what I hope they do. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I need more of a reason to, to buy Hulu because I don't, it just doesn't. There's, every now and then there's a show in there I'll watch, but as a, I, I, don't, I don't keep my subscription like I do with Netflix. Yeah. Well, that was – so I did a, a solo episode about the, the Fox Disney thing, and uh, I was trying to figure out like what they would do with Disney because now that – or with uh, Hulu because now that they own 60% of Hulu – they don't need to make their own service. They right. can just put all their stuff on Hulu. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like there's other networks on Hulu, and it almost seems to me like Disney would want to brand this as their own thing. Yeah. And, and Hulu doesn't have a Disney branding. I don't know if they. I mean, I think I know they have a lot of. They have a lot of content, but I don't know if they have enough for a whole service. I mean. I don't know. I mean, it seems like a very niche market they'd be trying to appeal to to get something like that going. With with them find Fox, they have a huge back catalog now. Back catalog? But, I mean, you can still watch all the stuff and be sort of done with it. Sure. I don't know. So, anyway, they, what they'll probably do is they'll keep Hulu going, um, but maybe, like, minus the Marvel stuff, and then use the tech from Hulu rebrand it to their own service. Remember, like, back in the day when um, all the publishers were doing their own, like, uh, digital comics thing? Yeah. And then, like, all that went away because everyone was just going to Comixology. Um, but all they were doing was rebranding Comixology. Right, right. With their own stuff. Well, Hulu has a great interface, so I would I'd yeah, be okay with that. I don't, I don't you know You don't like it? No. I like it. It's got its problems. So, hey, uh, here's my thing with S.H.I.E.L.D., Mm-hmm. Here's why I love it, and mm-hmm. I know you said you, this was the first season you really liked a lot. But every show, like all these Netflix shows, when there's a second one or a third one, and it's the same way with all the DC shows as well, they're always going to be the same thing, just reinvented a little bit, right? Same yeah. setting, same characters, similar villain, similar storyline. That's why I stopped watching Flash, because it's like, man, every season is the... I loved Flash at first, but it's like, hey, it's the same stuff. More time travel, more speedsters, and it's like, I, I don't know, I just got tired of it. But all the shows do that, with the, in my opinion, except S.H.I.E.L.D.'s the exception. Every season is something... They have the same cast, and it's still S.H.I.E.L.D., but they had the whole season with Inhumans and Quake becoming an Inhuman, and then last season... They did a. It was like almost like they did arcs. Like they had an arc of Ghost Rider, and then they had a, a arc about uh, the LMDs where Shield was. They you know it was this complete Hydra reinvention of the entire world, um, and now they're in the future and the Earth is destroyed. Each of these, I mean, they're like entirely different stories. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. And that's I'm what I love you. about it. It's like, I don't know what I'm going to get season to season. It's going to reinvent itself. And for me, that keeps it like super interesting. Well, and this season almost makes me want to uh, go back and finish the framework season. Because I never finished yeah. that. I watched the first half of the season. Um, so it makes me want to go and, and, and watch that. But at the same time, I think the uh, the story in the season is, is standalone enough where it doesn't really matter. Oh, I, just, I just love the stuff with the Kree and all the stuff that they're doing. Um, it's, the framework it's, stuff it, ties into this more than it did the Ghost Rider stuff. Right. Yeah, I figured as much. I yeah, I thought much. the Kree was awesome too because there's... Uh, I was trying to explain this to Ronnie and I don't really know how to explain it because they're not making a, a direct parallel. <laughs> but the, the, the Kree in the comics are responsible for uh, the Inhumans. Inhumans being what they yep. are. Yep. And so now seeing the Kree sort of experiment on S.H.I.E.L.D. with Inhumans, I was like, man, that's a nice little sort of historical, you know, uh, connection yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, and I, they haven't made the connection to the original Inhumans, but I like what they're doing. 
Um, it's a little odd though, like the uh, the whole cosmic like gladiator thing that they use the Inhumans for. But uh, right, I, I I don't know if they can explore that in the show to be honest, because I, I think the the special effects budget would have to be too big. Uh, but what they're doing with that could be really interesting if they keep going with it. But I'm pretty sure they'll just stay like at this station and you know give you the revelation of what happened to Earth and all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm re- I'm really digging the the current season, man. It's it's really quite good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that because Shields like so everybody kind of gave up on it after the first season because it got yeah. all, it was really bad. Yep. But they've done a good job. It's gotten sort of better each season. Yeah. Me, yeah. At least. I liked the first season. Did you? Yeah. It started off slow, but then it got pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then died off again. And I think like the beginning of the second one was really good, and then they brought all that inhuman stuff in. I was just like, ugh. You didn't care about that. See, this I like show that sucks. Stuff. No, it was bad. Because, like, ugh, what did... Oh, God, no. <laughs> I can't even talk about it. Do you like Quake, though? Um, I, li- I like Quake this season. But I think... I think I like her because she's very decisive now. Yeah. Um, she's still very hot-headed. <laughs> yeah, she's sort of, sort of become their muscle. Yeah, yeah, but she's Smallest very decisive, and, in I, and I like that. Yeah, she's a, a you know strong female character, and that's that's awesome to see. Because um, earlier in the show, like she was really whiny, you know, when she was learning about Shield, yeah. learning about her powers, and all that hacking crap. I was like, shut up, just get rid of this girl. Yeah, and then she was pouty for a while. Yeah, she was petty for a while. I do miss Mockingbird, but, uh, you know, she's in that other show, so I'm okay with that. Um, well, before we wrap it up, you want to say anything about Runaways? Because I know we're both yep. digging that. Best, best Marvel show on television, by far. By far. Oh, sad at number two. So it's not uh, by far for me, but... And, and here's the thing. I don't... So I just started reading the comic... Oh really? Yeah, I've never read it before. Huh? I'm uh, surprised. So, so for me, it's something completely new and fresh. Okay. Okay. Um, and I just, I just like it, man. It's like a mystery. There's like a little bit of teeny drama or whatever, but I mean, they're teenagers, so that's to be expected. Now, did you watch? Did you read the comic before you started the show, or? Nope. Nope. Just you mean just now, like really recently? Yeah, I mean, I think I watched like three or four episodes before I started reading the comic. Hmm. Okay. Say, see, that makes sense because I liked the show at first, but I had a little bit of trouble getting into it because, and I I think this is just a common problem. Um, I think a lot of people do this because you hear a lot, you hear a lot of people like uh, Aaron, for example, complaining about Game of Thrones because he loved the book so much. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just we, we do that. You, like you read a book or you read a comic story, and if you love it, you you kind of you you imagine it in your head, yeah. And you picture it a certain way, and then when somebody tries to put it in a TV show or a movie, it's never going to be the, the same. same. So they have to do a just a, a an incredible job. It has to be better than what you thought up yourself, which is hard to do. So so the way I like to think of that is you need to think of them as two separate things. Because Gotham is one of my favorite shows, and Bruce Wayne is my least favorite thing about that show. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm a huge Batman fan, so you would think I would love that stuff. Um, but his character in that show is just super boring and dull and annoying. And especially this season, he's like a complete douchebag. And I understand like <laughs> the, the story that they're playing up, but uh, he's not a likable character. Whereas everybody else who ends up being the focus of the show is really likable. Right. Yeah. Especially Penguin. Like, Penguin's yeah. freaking awesome. Right. Yeah, they cast him really well. Yeah. That's funny. So, but but Gotham is, is like, it's not even trying to be the same, right? Isn't it like trying to retell it in a completely different way? Yeah, that, that, exactly. But so, a lot of ways it's trying pe- to do that. It, it's not. It's not. And people complain that, you know, like, this is not the comics. And, yeah, it's not supposed to be the comics. Like, you should have figured that out, you know, in season one. Uh, and that's what makes it exciting. Because it's like, I love Elseworlds stories. And it's like reading an Elseworlds book, right. but in a TV show. And I think if more people had that attitude towards 
comic stuff when it gets made into a TV show, mm-hmm. uh, then they would like it more. The movies is a little bit different. I think the movies tend to stick a little bit closer to the stories um, because it's a little more grandiose and they can do that. The budget's bigger. Um, you, you can't expect a lot of stuff that happens in comics to be just like the comics simply based on the budget that TV shows get. Sure. Right? For sure. That's why, that's why like Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones is pretty much like the comic because – I mean, that's what the comic is. Yeah. It's just this drunk girl who goes and tries to solve these crimes, and that's about it. She's got superpowers. Well, we'll, we'll have this conversation again after we both see uh, Ready Player One, because I was, <sighs> <laughs> that, that, that book leaves a, a ton to the imagination. I can't wait. But of course, did it's going to be super high-budget film, so. Did, did you see the new trailer? Not the new. I saw the first one. Oh, no, no. Forget the first trailer. First trailer, I was like, this movie's going to be bad. Yeah. But I watched the new trailer, and they actually bring in the actual plot elements of Ready Player One Mm. into the new trailer, and it makes it more interesting to me. Yeah. Because the first trailer's a lot like like a a Marvel movie, whereas the the new trailer seems to go more in-depth into the story. Still worried about it. It's like a three-hour movie, two-and-a-half-hour movie. Yeah. And I don't know, man. That's like a 600-page book. So, <laughs> Cool, man. Thanks for jumping on. Anytime. This was, was the Ultimate Marvel Podcast, and Martin's with me. Where do they reach you on Twitter? By the way, I don't know if people listening know this. I assume most of them do. But this is part of a podcast network. And Martin what? Does, yeah. Called Nerdy Legion, and Martin here does like... 80% of those podcasts. That's not true. Donnie does, or Ronnie does 80%. Ronnie does 80%, and Martin does. I just do like three or four. Yeah. So where can people reach you at? Uh, best place is Twitter at Geekbun. Cool. And I'm at Jack Sutherland. And the podcast is at Ultimate Marv Pod. <laughs> Damn you, Twitter. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. Thanks. Yeah, anytime. <laughs>